Well, we've got an exciting show today. This is to clear up some of the misunderstanding about new laws coming to the state of Oklahoma that will impact real estate investors and those specifically engaging in wholesale activity. Today, I'm here with Brian Huddleston out of Tulsa. He is a uh, licensed real estate attorney. Uh, specializing practicing in law throughout the state. Uh, he's got a wealth of information and 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 really going to bring some uh, some truth here to stop the spin and really help us to understand what do these new laws mean and how could they change your business or maybe somebody that you've been buying from the last few years. How is this going to change? So Brian, welcome to the show. Very excited to have you today. Oh, thank you. Excellent. And uh, yeah, there's uh, November one, a uh, an amendment to the uh, uh, the the act that applies to licensed real estate uh, brokers, real estate agents, realtors um, uh, goes into effect, which is um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say it's universally, but every realtor that I've talked to uh, thinks it's a really good idea. Okay. Now, uh, not every real estate investor uh, and certainly not um, uh, folks in the uh, wholesaling business, or sometimes people call it flipping, contract flipping, not, not, not not sort of the house flipping like what you see on the TV shows, but where you um, get a property under contract and then uh, you don't remodel the house, you you flip the contract to an investor who will remodel the house. And either you get a fee uh, for assigning the contract or you uh, have a title closing company will do a, what they call a dual closing where uh, you close as the uh, wholesaler uh, your contract with the homeowner and at the same time and the purchase money to the homeowner flows from the dual closing where you're closing your um, uh, twin contract with the investor and uh, so the investor's funds flow through from one closing to your closing to the homeowner and the homeowner never actually sees how much uh, you make on as the wholesaler for your, uh, you, you know, a lot, they use different words for it. It's really a commission. At least that's what the legislature thought. And that's what realtors think is it's a commission on a sale of a home. And, uh, and as a result, they, the only licensed realtors are entitled to receive commissions. Um, uh, wholesalers would call it, I don't know, a wholesale fee, transfer fee, finder's fee, whatever, but, but um, you can call a chicken a duck, that doesn't make it a duck. And um, uh, so the law that goes into effect November 1, that I'm, it, um, basically it's a, it's a very minor change as far as, it's not a whole new law, it's just an amendment to an existing law, but it requires that um, a person in the position of a, a wholesaler, flipper, contract flipper, must be a licensed realtor in order to um, do that transaction. And I think it's going to uh, 
to the extent people follow the law, I think it's going to significantly impact the wholesaling market from the standpoint of uh, you have to be a realtor to do it, but if you're a realtor, you're not going to do it because realtors take a commission on the gross sales price of a property. What they don't do, which is what it's one of the, um, I want to be careful about this because I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with wholesalers myself personally. I'm a real estate investor myself and I'm happy to buy, I'm happy for a wholesaler to come to me with a house and I buy that, um, buy him out of that or take an assignment of that contract. And then I've got a, a house because uh, wholesalers quite often will um, have a below market price for that house. And even with their, with their fee, it's still a, it's still a good investment for me as a, as a real estate investor. Uh, but the reason why realtors won't do these deals is because uh, unlike a wholesaler, that's going to sort of arm's length negotiate a, the best price they can with the homeowner so that they can then flip the contract for a, a fee, a markup, you know, five grand, 10 grand, you know, 20 grand. I've seen, I've seen wholesale fees, you know, where the wholesalers making 20 grand on a, on a, on a flip of the contract or assignment to an investor, depending on the, you know, the price of the property and the price that they're able to negotiate with the homeowner, how, unsophisticated the homeowner is in their knowledge of the transaction, how desperate they are to, um, well, just, just, well, a number, I don't want to say desperate, a number of different situations could make a homeowner enter into a contract with a wholesaler at a price far below fair market value for their home, regardless of the condition of the home, it's still going to have a fair market value. And this is going to be something below that so that the wholesaler can market up. Because me as an investor, I'm not going to pay over market value for the house. I'm going to pay market or less. So it's still, even with the commit, the commission, it's got to be that. What a realtor won't do is, is do that kind of transactional um, uh, negotiation with the homeowner to get the homeowner to enter into a, a contract with the realtor that's for a lower amount to allow the, the realtor to then mark up the property and sell it for a markup and then receive the legal commission on the sale because the new law allows you to receive a commission on this kind of a sale if you're a licensed, licensed realtor. Realtors just won't do that. Any realtor that's um, with any one of the, the large um, realtor houses, you know, McGraw, you know, the, get the idea, Remax those companies are not going to allow their realtors to uh, um, to enter into this transaction like that. That's sort of a conflict of interest between the realtor and the realtor's fiduciary duties um, to their, to, to the, to the homeowner. Right. Right. Well, <clears throat> yeah, you've got the markup, right. That, that whole, mm -hmm. well, to back up the tape to those that maybe haven't, performed anything with a wholesaler before or, sure. or, or it's what it, what it really uh, appeals to is young professionals that maybe have limited funds that want to get into the investment game. And what you can do is you can put a bunch of advertisement out or you can 
mail postcards, or you can put a little sign that says, I pay cash for homes. We've all seen it. Okay. We've all been to a street corner and seen this. Jeff spies houses. Right. And then they call your number, your personal cell. And they say, Hey, I saw your sign. Come on by. I've got a property I want to sell. You don't have any cash yourself, but yet you present yourself like you do have cash. And you say, well, tell you what, I've looked through the home and it's kind of an you know, you need a lot of work here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and offer you $30,000 for this home. Okay. But I want 30 days to close and I'll pay cash at the end of that 30 days. You get them to sign a contract that they're going to close in 30 days, but you put a little clause in that contract that allows you to then remarket that property and sell that contract to someone else. We call it contract reassignment. Then you who have no money to your name, Okay. You don't have to have any money. You literally can have zero money with the exception of what you spent for the, the little sign in the yard. And now you're the quote unquote owner with equitable interest to that property. And you then post it online. You go on Craigslist and you say $65,000 for this fixer upper, uh, you know, come check it out. And then during your inspection period, you get all these people to tour the home, or maybe just even one, you find one in cash investment. Investor, you sign the contract for $65,000 and you have that investor come to the closing just slightly after you close. And they do what's called a double close where they borrow the cash from that secondary transaction, that $65,000 transaction to pay the $30,000 transaction. And you walk away with that $30,000 gap or that $25,000 gap or $35,000 gap in this case. And this not only usually does the, the first owner of the property has no idea a lot of times this is happening. They've got no clue that they're being the, the second transaction is happening. And we've heard in several cases where the seller, once they find out, they're very mad. In fact, one guy even brought a shotgun he, to closing. <laughs> yeah, was waiting for the investor outside in the parking lot. And then I only bring a 38 to closings. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, he needed a, you know, a rage. You need a little bit of uh, grace on the, on the aim there. <laughs> so, but yeah, so this is the problem is this is what's been going on for many, many years. This has actually exponentially grown the last five oh, years. Yeah. And now we have any street corner you want to go on in Tulsa and Oklahoma city, there's just sign upon sign upon sign about we pay cash for homes. So now November 1st, if you want to do that, you can do it, but you've got to be a licensed agent now. And which means you got to go through the 90 hour course. You got to pay your fees. You got to, you got to not only do that, but now you're a provisional sales associate your first year, which means you got to go underneath a licensed broker. Who's going to allow you to even do that type of behavior. Not all brokers mm -hmm. will. They don't want the liability. Oh, no, no, they don't no, want no. the, the uh, in their insurance companies, in a lot of cases, won't even cover these type of contracts. They want to It's states. not going to happen. There you go. So tell me for those, because I can feel them in my ears right now, saying, but we help people. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, that's well, what they help me. We've been, like I said, I, I buy houses. I buy houses. Brian buys houses. I got a lot of... I'm not just a real estate attorney. I'm a real estate investor here in Tulsa County. And uh, so I, ha I have a real estate portfolio and, and uh, I'm happy to look at deals brought to me by wholesalers because for the very reason that they uh, 
typically have negotiated a a a below market price for the whether it's a rent house or a commercial property i mean this isn't just limited to residential real estate uh but they've got it they've got a con they've got a property under contract and it's and it's at below market typically and and uh, it's and the negotiation with me and the wholesaler is how much is uh, the markup over that going to be for me to get the deal? You know, I'm, I'm negotiating yep, with the wholesaler fee? over yep. their commission. Yep. What's your fee? And, uh, yeah. And, and uh, it's great. Cause uh, you know, I mean, for an investor, cause I mean, we have to find, we have to find investable properties. How are you going to do that? And you know, you're going to, you're going to go to foreclosure sales, tax auctions, uh, you know, look in the MLS, have a realtor, you're paying, you're paying uh, typically fair market value for these properties. You're not getting deals. You're getting deals when they're off market. So these wholesalers are great from my perspective as an investor, not as my perspective as looking out for homeowners, of course, but um, great in that, uh, they're, they're finding these properties off market and they're bringing off market deals where only me or maybe two or three other uh, investors on their list of, of their list. I mean, every wholesaler has got a list of guys like me that they take their deals to over and over. And, what, and we, I'm glad we, you're bringing that multiple up. Houses. So, so that's the key point here is the law. What is it? House bill 1187 or 1185. And for those that are like, I wonder how narrow this passed. This thing was a landslide. It was 91 to one, yay to nay. So yeah. to think that the state's not behind that bill, you got everybody. Well, the, the Oklahoma, I can't remember what the lobbying group is, but it's the Association of Realtors, okay? Yeah, the is Oklahoma a powerful Association lobby. of Realtors. Yep. Yeah, it's a powerful lobby. And, but, and, I, and I'm not saying that as if they're... Uh, only looking out for themselves or that, or that being powerful is bad. But what I'm saying is, is that in their mind, the realtors, they feel like that this law not only uh, benefits them because, you know, you got, got to be a realtor now, right? You, so it's, so you, you can't go to one of these guys and, and, um, and these guys got to go get, you know, they got to pay into the, Pay their oh, fees. If right? you, if you the... want to publicly market a property that's not yours, that you don't own, you should be licensed. I think that's where it became clear when you're publicly advertising just what a realtor does, what a real estate broker does. You broker this sale of a real, of real estate. And part of your sales pitch, part of your key is advertising, right? And we have these methods for advertising and they're very well regulated. You don't just run an ad on Facebook as a licensed brokerage and just do whatever you want. You have to you have very specific things that have to be in that ad because the state wants to know who's advertising this. If you're advertising wrong, if you do some type of uh, violation of disc housing discrimination, they want to be able to know who you are and how to come come to you. So that's the big thing. So well you, you also have to public but, well here's the question. Mm -hmm. So Wholesalers are saying, well, I don't need to be licensed if I don't publicly market. 
I have a yeah. list already of 3,000 investors that I've built this last 10 years, mm-hmm. and I don't need to publicly market. I just simply email my list of investors, and that's all I'm doing. So don't, I'm not publicly marketing. So what's the judge think about that? Well, I respectfully, I would draw a distinction that the, at least as far as the statute is concerned, I don't read it as being primarily because the, 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 uh, the real estate is being offered to the public generally. I look at it as that um, because a fee is going to this person that is offering the property to the public or, or off market privately. It's the, it's the notion of receiving a fee for this real estate service and not being a licensed realtor because the only, well, there is an exception and I'll tell you who the exception is, folks like me. If you have a law license, you don't have to be a licensed realtor to receive a fee or a commission on the sale of real estate. But if other than attorneys, uh, our license kind of trumps a whole lot of different licenses, but you know, went to law school and all that. But uh, the, uh, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to our, to to our, to our client, client. you know, and, 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 and to some degree to the public. But the thing, one of the things that that besides just the, um, whether it's to the public or not, being a licensed realtor, you have to make sure that all of the residential property condition disclosure um, forms are provided to the uh, prospective buyer. And if you know of a defect in the property that's not being disclosed, the, the statutes require the realtor to give their own residential property condition disclosure form to the prospective buyer before they, um, sign the contract uh, so that they're, so that they, you know, we're not a, we're not a 100% buyer beware caveat mTOR type state when it comes to selling right. real estate. You're, and so a, an, uh, a, an unlicensed uh, uh, wholesaler doesn't they're have not, any duty. They're not, yep. They're not, they're so not what, so what uh, Brian's re- what are you referring to is the mandatory duties and responsibilities, the broker responsibility. That's this little form here. And this this form is something that every licensed agent is supposed to be handing at some point in the, the discussion, whether they're signing a listing agreement or maybe they do, maybe they even do it verbally. They have to prove that at some point prior to entering under a contract that they have disclosed the duties and responsibilities, which number one is treat all parties with honesty and exercise reasonable skill and care. Boy, that's a big one. First one, you've got to be honest. Not only that, you've yeah. got to receive all written offers and counter offers and provide them to that seller. So in this example, if you're representing a, a seller and you're telling them, this is the fair market price you can expect for the property, you got to be honest about that. That that would be, and that's part of that thing about, I was talking about conflict of interest um, and the reason why yep. realtors will never do this. And that's why it's going to, I, uh, I think, I think it's going to negatively impact 
this whole wholesaling sub industry because realtors won't do it and 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 wholesalers can't do it if they're not if they don't have a, a realtor license so it's catch 22 um they if you're a wholesaler and you're trying to get this thing at a good price the last thing you're going to want to do is do a competitive market analysis or broker's right. price opinion in front of the seller uh, letting the the homeowner know here's all the comps in your area this sure. is this is the you know this is the top end of the market you know 100 mm-hmm. whatever 100 grand uh you know market's going up i think we should list it for maybe a little bit below this if you're really wanting you know to price it to sell but mm-hmm. you know they're going to be like no nah, let's, let's get this thing for 20 30 grand below that so i can get a great commission when i flip it to you know mr investor on my investor list here's another thing that i've run into with and, and again I, I i i like wholesalers they they, they bring me deals sure. I, i'm not against i'm not against it uh from that perspective uh but i well, recognize gotta play by the rules. you got to play by the rules yeah, I, now the, the i recognize that there are, yeah i recognize that there are um you know, pros and cons to the whole thing. And certainly the legislature and the realtors see a whole lot of cons and not very many pros. But one of the things I've, I've noticed that um, wholesalers will also do, in addition to, uh, I don't wanna say misleading, but creating the impression in the mind of the buyer that they are the one that's gonna buy the house and close on it, that they're, they're the right. ones buying the house. Um, a number of these guys will, or gals, will then file a memorandum of contract. They'll record it. And, 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 and as you know, no realtor records uh, any kind of, of uh, memorandum of their listing agreement or uh, do buyers and sellers record the fact that a property is under a purchase and sale agreement. You know, typically, unless maybe, you know, the, the seller fails to close and the buyer wants to sue for specific performance of the contract. But typically you, you, you enter into a contract with a buyer, nothing is recorded that clouds your title. Many wholesalers will record a memorandum of that um, assignable purchase contract for the very reason of clouding the seller's title and preventing the seller from selling to anyone else uh, while the wholesaler attempts to find a buyer for that house, even if it, even if it's, uh, they run past the deadline in their contract to do it, they've got this memorandum that's recorded that the, the, the homeowner can do nothing about unless they hire an attorney like me to file a, you know, a quiet title lawsuit or something to cancel this, this memorandum that, that, um, that clouds their title. So, so there's been some, I think that the wholesalers have nobody but themselves to blame for, the view that the uh, realtors and the legislature has about the um, the need for them to be licensed. So for the two the two crowds that we have here, the one is going to be they haven't gotten into wholesaling yet. They wanted to get into wholesaling. They've been waiting and they're listening to yeah, this and they're going. Great idea. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. It really does. You read a bunch of these. I mean, I was just browsing around the internet, just looking at you know how to become a wholesaler and all these you know, articles are written, just, I mean, all these ideas. I mean, it really sounds like a good thing to get into if you're a young guy with no money and you want to start a real estate business. It's, I, it, it sounds pretty good. I have a whole set of contracts that I sell to wholesalers for a set price. That's the wholesale contract. 
the assignment of the contract, a supplemental agreement regarding the contract, the, the contract with the investor that's on the other side of it, um, and termination of the contract, uh, you know, just um, a whole set of, of things to get a guy like what you're talking about in business so that they're not just uh, using a set that they've cabbaged off the internet and, you know, a custom design set of forms mm -hmm. for a, a home flipper. I, I, I mean, like I said, I got no problem with them. Uh, you know, as far as, as far as the, the notion, yeah, I, it's, it's the individual wholesaler and how they uh, conduct their affairs with the homeowner that is where mischief can happen. But, you know, a, a, um, a principled young person like what you're talking about, that full disclosure, you know, lets them know what they're trying to do. <clears throat> and the homeowner's fine with that because they're, they're getting a quick sale for cash, no inspections, no financing contingency, no inspection contingencies, <clears throat> you know, cause I'm just buying this house as is, where is to add it to my rental property portfolio. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's the, the problem is that, um, uh, that's not been <clears throat> in practice how a lot of these guys have operated. Mm -hmm. So November 1st, should they, do you, do you recommend somebody getting involved in this anymore or have they de-incentivized de the point where, you know, to the point where it's, it's, <clears throat> you shouldn't become a wholesaler after November 1st. Well, okay. That's a good question. Okay. All right. That's a really good question. Cause I'll, I'll, this this probably will be of great interest to the wholesalers out there. Um, there's basically no teeth to this law. So, I mean, um, uh, how is this going to be? You're a wholesaler. You enter mm -hmm. a contract after it's now illegal, November 1. Um, uh, how are you going to get caught? And who's going to, and, and if you are caught, who's going to prosecute you? Um, uh, who's going to have an interest in this? You're not, you're not licensed. So you've got no license to be suspended by the Oklahoma real estate commission. You know, that that's the thing. It's the, it's the same, honestly, with guys who uh, commit unauthorized practice of law, you know, my, my area, um, they don't have a law license to be suspended. Uh, they're they're practicing law without a license, you know, pract or practicing real estate without a license. Uh, the uh, the the uh, licensing entity for the state of Oklahoma has no jurisdiction over them, it, so it's going to have to be some law enforcement that's going to want to prosecute somebody for uh, practicing real estate without a license. And yeah, I mean, yeah. You'll you'll probably never be able to get a license if this comes to the attention of the real estate commission because if you did ever did apply after doing this, you're you're radioactive. But if you're if you have no intention to get a license, uh, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. I mean, we 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 will probably have to wait right. and see to some degree to see whether or not. Uh, Which some would be the seller. Oklahoma Attorney General makes this a, a mission of theirs, but 
I, I got, I got my doubts. I got my doubts that there's going to be much in the way of enforcement. So the seller this, would be the one. one that would cry wolf, I would assume in this, in this situation, other than another real estate agent that says that sees the advertisement for a three bed, two bad home, you know, 99,000. And he calls and he goes, wait a minute, you don't own this home. You're just assigning this contract. You know, that's illegal, right? You need to be licensed now. And so they go and they call OREC or, or whatever. And then OREC finds out, well, this guy's not licensed to begin with. So it's not our jurisdiction. Well, they sent him a nasty letter. You yeah. need to not do this. So right. what? Right. You know, but bingo. So that's, so that gets us back to the, the whole, the whole uh, back full circle that. So how is the public being protected now? I mean, I, unless they get licensed, now they're licensed. And now the seller complains to the OREC and OREC goes in and now they can fine or, or revoke a license or suspend it or whatever. Uh, but if they're not licensed, if they stay doing the same thing they've been doing for the last 10 years, who cries wolf? I, I, you do? That, is a very, that is a very good question. Cause I can, I can tell you this, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, not for me personally, cause I am licensed as an attorney. So we, mm -hmm. you know, uh, even if I did something tangentially as a real estate investor for my own account, I'm still a lawyer all the time, 24 seven. So I, I, I have to watch out. I, you know, I wouldn't want to get a letter from the bar association, but if I was, but for your average real estate investor, who doesn't have a, a license to lose with the state of Oklahoma? Um, that's not a realtor. That's not an attorney. Uh, they just they just own a portfolio of homes and they buy homes from uh, from flippers. After November one, here comes a contract that's that where this guy's wanting to take a commission on the sale of, and, and assign mm -hmm. this house. This contract, uh, it, it's off market. The the investor's willing to to do it. The homeowner. Has already signed this contract. That's what they're. That's their their expectancy is to get this amount of money, unless the homeowner um, uh, uh, decides to to say this contract is void. I, I I can walk from it. I have no duty to close, Mr. Buyer. Okay, the you know the that's been or assigned just the contract. Show up to closing. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't have to show up to closing. Yep. Uh, there's no way that the investor can enforce the contract by specific performance because the contract is not legal. It's void. It's because it's been entered into by a, by a, a, a wholesaler. But for that, so what? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm, right. if I'm an right. investor and the, and the buyer walks, I'm not filing suit for specific right. performance anyway. I'm just going to go right. to the next deal. Boom. You know, Done. Uh, so as the homeowner closes with me, I got the house. Now, what, what are they going to do? They find out that the contract was void or illegal or voidable. Do they go file a lawsuit to unwind the sale after they've gotten the money? What are the odds of that? Right. You know, re really, really low. Uh, and even then it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I suppose it's possible, but I just don't see. I, I don't see there being much of a downside risk here. The the uh, the, the flipper is going to get, or the, you know, the wholesaler is going to get his commission. 
you, you know, normally the homeowner, their, their expectancy is just what the contract says they're going to get. That's why they signed the contract in the first place. Even if they, if they get, if they get, get uh, buyers, I mean, seller's remorse and they want to cancel the contract. If someone tells them it's cancelable, fine, it's canceled. That's about it, you know, but they, they could cancel these contracts anyway with, with very little um, downside risk because um, most investors or buyers have got better things to do than to go file a suit for specific performance. Right. And of, I think it's important. I think it's important to note that these typically these real estate deals are occurring usually in a situation that's, that's not your most education heavy seller. Okay. <clears throat> usually yeah. Yeah. this is not a, you know, typically if they're very, you know, educated in the field, they don't work with a wholesaler because they know they, they know what their property's worth. They know how it, it does, and they want that markup for themselves to keep. And that's for sale they, by owner, right? For sale by owner, exactly on Zillow. I mean, the effectiveness of that Zillow alone has done an amazing, uh, it, especially now that we're a seller's market, which we are transitioning slowly back towards a buyer's market. So watch for that. And I think that's another important thing. So five years ago, MLS had flip properties and buy and hold properties at 1% or higher rent to value ratios. So that's coming back. Potentially we get enough wholesalers where it's just not interested enough. There's just not enough, or it's too easy to list online. And all of a sudden the public market is actually the best place for a seller. And it starts to do its thing that the public market always does, which is controlling supply and demand and getting us back where the pendulum swings back again towards the buyer's market. We've been that way for 14 years, a 3.5% annual appreciation. These 12% appreciations we've seen the last year, they're not going to stay around. They can't mathematically. There's been no new jobs in central Oklahoma or even in Tulsa, no considerable boost of economic. You know, we haven't had a new industry come in. We haven't had a Tesla plant. We haven't had Samsung moving here like Austin has or Dallas. These are economic cities that have really demonstrated that they've got the, the income to support appreciation. Well, you say that, but I mean, Tulsa has gone over a million now, million people, and that's a big benchmark. We're now a major city, you know, a major metropolitan area, over a million people. Um, so I'm optimistic about Tulsa, honestly, I really am. And, but but I but I agree with you by and large that that uh, that, uh, that that uh, things don't just always continue to go up. Yeah, there sure. will be a, the, the, but the, uh, you know, another thing is, is besides Zillow that's really changed things is Facebook Marketplace. Amazing how many realtors, mm -hmm. um, even though they can list in, and they do list in the MLS, they co-list in um, Facebook Marketplace and get, an, uh, you know, you know, offers that way. Sure, so, buyer leads, yeah, I, I agree all that. that, you know, I agree that there's usually a reason why well, like I said before, it's off market. These people mm -hmm. have not contacted a realtor. They've not typically put a sign in the yard. There's somebody that this 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 hardworking wholesaler, by working a neighborhood, working contacts, um, you know, um, uh, guerrilla type marketing. You know, you know, sticking mm -hmm. these signs out where, frankly, it's 
not not legal to stick these signs out, you know, on right. The, Right. Yeah, there's a reason why Mattress Mac and, and, you know, Sears doesn't do that, okay? Yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. There'd be signs everywhere. But, you know, they, you know, but there's there's the guerrilla marketing, they, through their hard work, you know, and, and, you know, you said before, these are enterprising young people wanting to to try to start a new profession. Uh, Right. They, they, they find these people off market and and get these things under contract. They will always uh, be there. I think they're low information folks, right? Low, low information. And also typically the whole business model is to find somebody in uh, what we call exigent circumstances, right? They, somebody's just died or they can't pay their utility bill or they're behind on their taxes. Something is occurring to which a, 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 a sense of urgency has been entered into the transaction. They need cash. Now they got to get out of the home. Maybe they they didn't own it until last week, in which they finally got you know. I mean, you know all about the 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 um, you know um, what am I talking about? Trusts and and um, you know um, you know somebody dies and leaves a home, and nobody knows where it's going to go, and they, they you know fighting over that. Those those whole cases can really develop a lot of emotions, and people just go. I, I just get rid of the home and the wholesaler fits that, that, that part. So I think really the only change is going to happen to these new Western. A lot of people are familiar with the the big guys, the new Westerns, the, the uh, you know, there's just one guy that is on news are doing radio ads on news nine and I'm going and TV ads. I mean, these things are 30, $40,000 ads that they're running on, on TV here in our, in our market. And you just go, oh. I think it's those folks that the law is going to, going to be able to kind of make an example out of, Hey, you know, you need to be licensed. But as far as the small guys from what you and I, I I've just discussed November 1st, it's not going to be very exciting. It's not really going to change much. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to, I'm guessing they're probably going to keep on doing what they're doing until somebody gets made an example of, and they, and they think that there's some uh, risk to what they're doing, you know, you know, uh, being prosecuted in some way. I just, uh, I, you know, but you know, the you know, so big right companies. Now, if you had a case, who's going to mm-hmm. prosecute them? If you had a case, I'm on, unli- I'm an unlicensed wholesaler. Who, who's coming after me? Well, I mean, I, I think the uh, district attorney uh, for uh, the county or for the state. That's about the only. To me, that's the only. You know, as a for the civil penalties that are which would be the the seller. The seller would say would be the seller probably that says, "I've been wrongful. This guy swindled me, swindled me out of the money, and I'm going to sue him." And they go to small claims court. They file a. a, a, I mean, what 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 do they do? They they're these wholesalers are going to be judgment proof. I mean, they they, these guys are self employed. They don't have a they don't have a, a salary, they don't have a paycheck. I mean, if you if you sued a wholesaler in small claims court and got a judgment, good luck collecting it. You know, I mean what I don't know how I don't know how you'd collect it. Mm. So I I mean I I I I, mm. I mean I and I, I and I don't know that a homeowner is gonna you know gonna wanna do any of that. That, that's why I'm saying that I, I don't know how much downside there's right. going to be for a, a, an unlicensed right. wholesaler, uh, 
you know, after, after the fact, unless, unless there is some real interest in, um, you know, prosecuting them for a, a uh, quasi-criminal uh, 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 penalty for, the, the, but I mean, that, that's yeah, about nobody, it. Nobody's got the, nobody's standing up think, on TV about it. Yeah. I don't huh. think, I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot of, 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 uh, it, it's hard enough to get traction uh, with the um, district attorney's office in most counties for uh, much more what I'd call serious um, uh, civil slash criminal type matters. I mean, this, I mean, it's, this is almost a civil matter in that it's a contract that's, that is void or voidable and I just don't know how much interest the the uh, you know district attorneys are going to get in 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 enforcing this this new statute. It's going to make a big deal for people who do have a realtor's license. Um, uh, you know, they're uh, they they can then do it. I just don't think that they will because I it, because I think most realtors are going to recognize there's an inherent conflict of interest in entering into this kind of a deal where they're, they're making all the profit over the price that they agree to with their, um, with their client. Right. Uh, right. Right. Yep. All right, Brian. Well, you've been a wealth of help here. Um, can you think of anything else that, um, oh gosh, is on the top of your mind as far as these wholesaler before we wrap this up? Uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, other than, you know, if you are, um, a wholesaler and, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that you're, and, and you are going to continue to do this, that you're, you're, um, you, you're going to want to disclose everything to the, to the buyer about the transaction so that, um, you know, nobody feels like they were victimized by you and, 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 and maybe you won't be the wholesaler that's made an example of by, you know, by whoever decides that they need to make an example of a wholesaler after the statute passes in order to try to, um, uh, get, get compliance with the statute. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if, and if the buyer goes around the wholesaler to the seller, there is no state enforcement that's going to help you out in that scenario. Just remember that. that oh, if you the oh yeah. Yeah. If the buyer well, decides to jump over you and go right to the seller and try to cut their own deal, you you got you got no state that's coming out. You, this, you're going to have to police your own. You're good. That's a good point. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm never going to get another deal from that wholesaler. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to get yeah. another deal from that wholesaler. And and to the extent that other guys find out that I'm burning them by, by uh, going and getting a better price with the home homeowner, once I've found out about right. them, uh, you know, that I'm only going to be able to do that for so long. Right. Uh, but it's but yeah, you're right. That's, that could also kill it. Kill it. You know, yeah. if you're a wholesaler, you're going to do all this work and, 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 
And if it, and 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 you're going to have to be really worried that you're not going to get burned by your counterparty on the other side. And well, and now you, now that that's <laughs> out though, every single time you see a wholesaling deal, you see the address, the person's going straight to that person's address, knocking on the door. Hey, I know you just signed a deal with this person, but I'll offer you this much more. You do know that you, that contract's not legally enforced. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I'm either sure. going to take the deal that comes to me from the wholesaler or or turn it down. I'm not going to burn. There you go. Guy. I mean, there you go. And that's like, that's what it is. It's a small town. It's the, the right. It's a million people. It's the wild, Tulsa. wild west. That, that, that gets around. The wild west. All right, Brian. It's been great talking to you. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on the show today. All right. Nice, nice talking to you. Keep in touch. <laughs> Bye.